2: Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here, and in today's video, we are going to be talking a little bit about the price action of Bitcoin, how we're sitting just below $40,000 right now, and we're going to be giving you an update about what's going on in New York, because a bill just passed the House for New York State that would be putting a two-year moratorium on all Bitcoin mining that did not use renewables in that state, which is very interesting, because if you look at certain metrics that we're going to be taking a look at here in a minute, 35% of global mining as of August of last year takes place in the United States, and 20% of the U.S.'s mining takes place in New York State, which means that 7.5% of global Bitcoin mining actually takes place inside of New York State. So this is actually a very interesting, very important bill that we're going to be talking about today. But, on the flip side, we're also going to be talking about the Texas City, Dallas-Fort Worth. Excuse me, not Dallas-Fort Worth, I'm sorry. Fort Worth. They just turned on some Bitcoin miners of their own, and this is, as far as we know, the first municipality in the United States that is actually doing Bitcoin mining itself. So, we got a lot to talk about today. We are
1: joined, as we have been all week, by T-Shroom. How are you doing, T-Shroom? I'm doing really well. Gra- uh, really glad to be here. Really glad to uh, be talking about these mining stories. They're really exciting. And, um, you know, continuing to keep Tim in our thoughts and our prayers. Absolutely, absolutely. Let me just go ahead and check, because I'm not sure. Are we actually?
2: There we go. Yes, we are actually on. My, my side was just messing up. Well, we are also joined as, quite often... That's quite often. That's quite often. By Kelly from New York. Kelly, you got boots on the ground up there. We're going to have to hear a little bit about your take of New York State here in a little bit.
0: Well, you know, New York is some of the silliest and most uh, absolutely out-of-date laws with crypto of anywhere in the country not the world. But, uh, you know, we got a lot of things going on with mining. we got some ideas uh, or some, some metrics showing that we might have a short squeeze coming. Uh, markets are just ranging. They're perfectly going between some levels. We're going to go through that, but uh, let's dive right into it. I hope I hope everybody's uh, getting the stream okay. Uh, definitely send, uh, send us any messages in the chat. We're definitely following with that. We'll want to make sure you all get the best information.
2: Absolutely. So, guys, go ahead and hit that like button also if you haven't already. Let's see if we can't pump that all the way up to 150 likes here in the next couple of minutes. Thank you guys so very much for tuning into the show and make sure that you stay tuned because we got a lot to talk about today we are also joined as always by zach how are you doing zach definitely Hi not high today what's up guys <laughs> dude pray pray for me also you know obs really be kicking my butt sometimes. <laughs> but i love y'all our stream back end is giving us trouble yeah <laughs> it's not zach's fault it looks like there's some technical difficulties going on over
1: there but let's go ahead and read some green names t stream, would you like to do the honors absolutely i will i will do that uh I'm seeing dennis Pizarka. hey dennis i am seeing other green names like eye of the beholder hello why you loud what's up which i i actually really like that name that point. is that is actually uh, those are name. the
2: three that i'm seeing there so were far a lot more a- so angie's in chat also there were a lot more names but the chat reset i'm not sure what happened there. the chat oh, I reset got a lot. i got a well matt c <laughs>
0: what a- I think I think the I think the the old stream uh, deal. There's a lot of still people waiting in the old stream, uh, so I just posted a link to this uh, video in that in that
2: chat. So hopefully those people migrate over. Good deal. Sounds gucci. Good deal.
1: Crypto alchemist, I'm sent to.
2: Crypto alchemist, there he is. How you doing, man? Sultan of Salt, Agent Gold. There we go, guys. How's Club DeFi treating you? We've got a lot of people in Club DeFi now. We got a bunch of people in the Discord. I actually got in the Discord. It was either yesterday or the day before yesterday and uh been spending a little bit of time over there talking to some of you guys really enjoying it hopefully you guys are in club d5 if you're not you should definitely get ready for it because when it goes full launch man that thing is going to get huge
1: i cannot wait it's going to be massive t-shirt what were you gonna say uh i was over in uh club d5's uh discord server yesterday showing off my new profile picture i might i might have to do that uh again today we'll pretty see good. i can show them you, you want him to see?
2: Yeah, go ahead. You want him to see? Okay, we'll go ahead and jump onto my screen. And I will show you right now. He's got pretty, pretty dope profile picture. You're right You're never here. gonna Ooh. guess what it is. What is it? It's T Shroom with laser eyes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's T Shroom with laser eyes. And unfortunately, T Shroom is the only person in here that does not have a role. This is so sad. Look at this. I don't know what happened. Why do you, Why do you not have a role? Matt's
1: a mod. Everybody else is a you know an early adopter. I'm not sure what's going on there. Hey, you know. Train. So sometimes you just got to take one for the team. You just got to keep pressing on. Sometimes that's what you got to do. I want to see it through the eyes of the of just the uh, the average trader. You know. Yeah,
2: we're hoping that we're hoping that uh, Kelly is going to be able to get an account. You know, he he shot half the videos in there, but uh, we don't know if he's deserving of an account for Club DeFi. We're not quite sure yet. But we're gonna try maybe and maybe one that day, out. maybe one day, maybe one day he'll get into the club that he's done a bunch of work on. Guys, we're really excited for Club <laughs> DeFi. I think that's our point. Want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Ledger Nano Products. You can find links for those down below. And Lorenzo Tax. If you're not familiar with Lorenzo, he is a good friend of the channel who does our cryptocurrency taxes, and he can do yours. Also, check out those links down below. T-Shrim, would you mind running us through a little
1: bit of a market watch? What's going on over on CoinMarketCap, buddy? Sure. Yeah. Uh, tell me when you're on my screen. Good to go. We are on your screen. All right. So, yeah. So, Bitcoin, uh, you know, down 2%. Look, looking, I'm Looking, seeing more red than green. And where I am seeing uh, green, you're seeing it under Solana. Uh, let's see. Avalanche, you know, not doing too bad up uh one and a half percent there. Uh Binance USD is stablecoin, but but uh that is some green. Uh a little bit of positivity there. Um overall, you know, definitely going to be a, a down start to the morning of trading here. Um, you know, Ethereum also down leading leading the uh the downward trend there lower than Bitcoin, but uh Terra Luna down six percent in 24 hours that's that's not great. uh Terra Luna has been on a tear some might say. Uh you look over to the 90 day percentage up 48%. um over 90 days so it's been doing really well. It's been getting a lot of traction and that is a result of its uh Bitcoin buying policy. Almost like the Fed's buying uh bonds, the Terra Luna is buying Bitcoin. Which one do you want to own? Uh anyway. So so, yeah, they're, they're, the overall trend is definitely down. But, um, yeah, the, you know, there's some there's some gems in there. Avalanche doing well and Solana also um, holding on to the gains from the last 24 hours.
2: Absolutely. Boom. Well, there you go, guys. That is what it is looking like over on CoinMarketCap. Kelly, I'm going to throw it to you because we need to talk a little bit about funding rate and open interest because you think that there is a short squeeze that might be coming. Tell us about that.
0: Well, yeah, there's a, you know, it's very important when you're doing any sort of trading or investing, especially especially in the crypto market, Bitcoin, uh, to look at what's going on with funding rates and uh, open interest and these sorts of things, because it gives you an idea, especially when you might be entering a position, uh, are you just being excited and aping into that position? Or are there other sort of metrics that are showing uh, that there's something else that might be brewing? And in this case, people that are uh, you know hyper bearish right now thinking we're still going to drop very well could be the case. However, uh, I'm going to show you this article and just so uh, we're just going to briefly cover this uh, really quick. This is right here um, that essentially that that there is a. Uh uh, when you have funding rates going up, essentially, whether it's positive or negative, if they're very positive, that means that the majority of the market uh, is betting uh, or placing uh, trades to you know long positions, and it's more expensive to hold those longs. And if it's negative, then that means that it's uh, more expensive to hold uh, the short positions. And in this case, it seems like there's a lot of uh, the open interest uh, is showing that there's a lot of uh, essentially that the cost of holding long, short, perpetual future positions has been consistently neutral to negative in recent weeks a negative funding rate means shorts are paying longs to keep the bearish position open in other words the market is skewed bearish right now Uh, and that's also evident in the the depressed futures premium Uh, so essentially what's what it's starting to look like right now is that uh the market is getting a little exhausted Uh, the 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 optimistic people excuse me one second excuse me the optimistic uh, longs are basically uh, it's being over overweighted right now with short positions and people coming in on that. And there's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of liquidations in the last uh, uh, two days on the longs. And now the market's starting to switch bearishly. Uh, and so it's starting to look like the, there's a lot of shorts that are stacking up and sh- and, and basically the bears are starting to gain uh, weight here. Uh, and any time that happens when it's uh, especially in this point right now where we're in sideways action, uh, the market likes to shift shake out the most people. And so in this case, it's looking like uh, it, a, a short squeeze could be very much be brewing in this case because of where the funding rates are at and the lack of interest on just uh, regular just sort of uh, uh, f- the futures open interest. So that, that's what it's looking like right now.
2: And what would the effect of that short squeeze be? What direction do you think it would push the market if we were to see that big short squeeze? Because I've seen a lot of short squeezes before, and they typically end up being very good for Bitcoin. There's actually one that took place on April 12th, twenty. Almost four years ago, exactly, it jumped the market twenty-five percent in a day. What do you think that would end up looking like? I'm sorry, fourteen percent in an hour. What do you think that? What do you think that would end up looking like?
0: Well, first off, yeah, I'll go to straight to the chart. Uh, first thing I want to notice here on the chart is the fact that, you know, this is one of the reasons why technical analysis can be such a great uh, sort of roadmap for what's going on in the market. And as you can see right here, we rejected the other day, right at this uh, 40,600 level and came down, fell through this uh, FIB golden support. And we bounced almost directly on this support line here. And if, if you want to see where this is, let me go out to a larger time timeframe. Uh, this essentially is if i from this wick to this wick, and i just projected this out not knowing if it was ever going to be hit and this is exactly where the price is bounced off of right here now if we get a short squeeze a short squeeze would be meaning that the shorts are getting pushed back past their liquidation level or close to it and people essentially if you have a short to exit that position you have to buy which would basically send a price up now in this case uh depending on uh how much those get stacked up and it's not it's not too aggressively overweighted right now but if we were to get Get a short squeeze. I could definitely see this price at least coming back up and testing this level again, uh, where we're at here at this forty thousand seven hundred forty one thousand level. If we are to get, if we are to push past this, uh, that that that's what I would like to see is uh, the price to get, uh, whether it be from the short squeeze or the short squeeze starting that momentum, because it seems like anytime the price moves up. Uh, a lot of the people that have just been overweighted in this optimism of the market, you know, still being mid-cycle. I'm one of these people, but I'm not aping into any positions. I'm waiting until we push past these key levels and then we actually have momentum to the upside. And I'm really honestly waiting until we get above uh, not only this level, but we break this giant sort of uh, the resistance of the top of this bear flag that we've been in for a long time. But I'm looking for if we do get a short squeeze that we get above this level and then we carry it through with volume and momentum to sustain to uh, further upside from here. So all we can do right now is to play it safe to make sure if you are entering trades that you're doing it safely and you're waiting for confirmations. If we do break that, if we do break that level that I was talking about that we either come back and test it or we show volume going continued to the upside.
2: I think that's a really important point to be looking at the on-chain and how it crosses over with the technicals. But let's go ahead and take a look here at those technicals because a lot of people are very concerned about Bitcoin's price right now. We rounded up to $48,000 just a few weeks ago, uh, about a month ago, actually. And we've been in a downtrend ever since. And we've seen Bitcoin set lower, low after lower, low after lower, low after a new lower low as of last night, down around 38000 It really looks like we're starting to push down through this zone of support that we drew about a week and a half ago between $38,500 and $40,000. It looks like that we may be forming a bear flag here. And that bear flag that started on the 11th of April could be pushing us all the way down as we can see, the $33,000, which would be an equivalent bottom that we saw back on the 23rd of January. t shrim do you think we're about to bottom out here and go into a bounce and start rallying above 42K, or has the wind left the sails of the bulls and the bears are back in
1: charge now, and we're going to see another drop, maybe even lower than what we saw in January? Well, the trend is your friend till the very end. I think, unfortunately, we have a little bit more uh, bearishness to experience here. I don't think it's going to last too much longer, but I'm, I'm one that always looks at the, you know, what are the fundamental forces? And I beat it like a dead horse yesterday, so I won't harp on it. But the Fed really, you know, is, is very important. And until May 4th, I think we're going to continue to be in a downward uh, trajectory here with Bitcoin. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't come back up and uh touch some of the some of the um, resistance lines that we're seeing in that in that bear flag but i think we will just continue we'll just come right back down um you know until we get that information on may 4th and i think we'll be surprised to see how we digest that information from the fed you know they, just because you know um there's an there's a perceived outcome that the the market has has kind of decided that we want which would be you know to keep the interest rates steady you know that does mean that that is going to be interpreted on that day as a negative oftentimes when we're perplexed by the way that the market reacts to feds decisions and especially now when uh, you're talking about uh, doubling the the rate you know, it, it starts to get into the timing of when these rates are coming in and if and they're double stacking or even triple stacking them, um, you know, th- and that can start to craft the narrative for the upside, actually. So so we'll see. I mean, you're asking a simple question, is it going to go higher or lower from here? I think, it. you know, in the, in the short term, gonna, I don't know if you're on my screen or not, Zach, but um, in the short term, I could, I could see it kind of come up uh, and touch back up here you know, to this, this upper resistance up here, but I think it's just going to come, you know, probably right back down and go lower, um, down to 37 and, and, uh, possibly beyond. But, um, you know, we just have to, we just have to be patient, keep watching, keep, uh, Keep buying, and and like what Kelly was saying is don't don't ape into any of these dips, but do I am buying them. So you know that that's kind of the approach that I'm having. Not financial advice, of course, but you know that's just what I'm experiencing day to day. Kelly, what, what are your thoughts on on that? Do you think that we're gonna continue to trend lower before we start to make a make a jump higher?
0: Well, I think I think the 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 problem is right now this sort of. Indifference, uh, not indifference. Uh, there's there's a lot of fractal comparison going on on a, a lot of crypto Twitter. A lot of analysts are looking at past patterns from 2017, also 2013, uh, and the, the biggest problem. And I was I'm in a sort of I don't want to call it a master group, but uh, I'm in like a chat group with a, with a number of about fifteen or twenty very high level analysts uh, on Twitter. Uh, and, you know, across the crypto market. And we've been basically discussing this and sort of trying to understand what's going on in the market and, and sort of tear each other's ideas apart so we can all have a deeper understanding and make sure that we're giving good information to people as we share it. And one of the biggest problems that we're having right now is there's a lot of fractal comparisons that are going on uh, across, you know, through, throughout all analysts. But the, the the major difference here that's hard to rectify within our analysis is the dramatic difference in not only the shape but also the makeup of the crypto market in terms of what sort of big money players are involved, the institutions that are involved, the maturity psychologically of the market as a whole. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, one of the one of the problems there is there's a lot of the long-term holders that have, that uh, you know once. They've crossed that 155-day holding mark. They statistically, they're classified as long-term holders. But there's a lot of traditionally short-term holders that bought at the top in November that because they're still holding now, they're considered long-term holders. However, uh, are we going to start to see those sort of midterm? I'd rather classify those as midterm holders. Are we going to see them start to capitulate around these levels because they've been underwater since November? Well, there's no way to tell until we see how the market plays out. However, the growing, the ever increasing and growing bullish metrics of the on-chain, the adoption, the government uh, adoption, institutional adoption, The metrics uh, with the NDRV, the reserve risk, all these different things that are showing the incredibly bullish, fundamental, technically fundamental setup of Bitcoin is is buoying a lot of people's sort of uh, thoughts on what's going on in the market. Uh, However, we are in a very, very precarious place, being that we're so correlated with the traditional markets, and there's so much of a questionable state that we're in with the the markets right now, especially with all the a lot of earnings reports coming in, you know, Google missing their mark, uh, Microsoft, uh, you know, also now we're we're having throughout this week, and I shared it on my Twitter, uh, there's a lot of earnings reports that are coming out this week, including Apple, and uh, I mean, there's a a lot, Um, and depending on what's going on with that, we have the FOMC meeting coming out next week, although there's fractal comparisons that showing that we're going to be going bullish from here. We haven't been in this situation economically with the traditional markets weighing so heavily on, uh, you know, against the crypto market. So I think all we can do right now with this sideways action is play it very safe, uh, you know, be willing to hold for a long time or have your stops in place. And so right now I still have a bullish outlook on what's going to happen but I still think that we're going to have some sort of washout to the downside, whether, and I mentioned it yesterday, whether it be 33, 31 area or very scary down to 27, but we also have to remember the realized price is still around 24, 25,000. So we could even get a washout all the way down to there. And at that point, the question is how strong are the bulls going to be? Are we still going to hold it at that point? Or will we get a capitulation that actually sends us into a full scale uh, bear market? All we can do right now is play it safe.
2: Well guys smash that like button. If you were enjoying today's stream, let's see if we can't get, to 400 likes in the next couple of minutes. Kelly, is the Doge behind you learning about crypto as you're talking?
0: That, you know what? I was never a big fan of Doge. Yes, it's growing in community and strength and utility, but that dog makes me like Doge any less. That dog is the most. We, my wife, you know, we watch dogs all the time. That's the first dog in a year and a half that is it hasn't been friendly to me. So it's really.
2: Uh, so it
0: makes me a little, you know, makes me like like Doge a little less. Man, a cute sucks. dog, but
2: a little bearish divergence. divergence. Yeah, that's a cute dog. Little dogish divergence. How about that? Well, Kelly. Yeah. Let me actually throw it back to you because I want to bring up something that I think will have big implications on Bitcoin. People are talking about it in chat. You, you even mentioned it, the Dixie right now, the dollar currency index, which for anyone who doesn't know, is an index that references the U.S. dollar, I almost said Bitcoin, The references the U.S. dollar against a basket of foreign di- uh, currencies. It basically shows the strength of the U.S. dollar, not in an absolute fashion, but in a relative fashion to a basket of other currencies. It's sitting at one hundred and three zero one nine points right now the high set five years ago in 2016 uh five and a half years ago was 103.913 so it's only less than a point away from the highest point that the the dixie has seen in 20 years we've seen the u.s dollar get absolutely eviscerated over the last two years but it still seems to be growing and outpacing everything else why do you think that is and what impact do you think that'll have on bitcoin
0: well, you know, as you know, we've discussed quite a bit on this channel, uh, there is a strong inverse correlation between what the Dixie's doing and, you know, the strength of the dollar and the the, the markets, you know, the the crypto market, the Bitcoin market. So, uh, you know, I'll go back, I'll go to my screen right here to, to outline this a little better. But, you know, when we're having strong bull markets, like, for instance, if we're looking, uh, you know, basically uh, right here. Uh, this whole period where, uh, you know, where we're coming down was a period where, uh, Bitcoin was going up. This is a period where Bitcoin has been coming down, uh, basically, you know, uh, a, bit, a good portion, uh, from, from here on, was when uh, Bitcoin has been crashing. Now the the problem with this is it's not a, it's not a one-to-one ratio of correlation. Uh, it is, I, I do think we're going to break from this at some point, but the problem with this is the fact that we're having all this fed, uh, the tightening of quantitative quantitative easing, uh, uh, you know, pulling out, I think it's like $95 billion a day or something like that uh, over, over over the a month. Sorry, over the next. It would take five years before we got to the, the five trillion that they are trying to pull out of the, uh, you know, the bonds and all the different uh, places that they've been allocating money in this, uh, you know, economic sort of uh, the Fed money printing and uh, the booing of the economy. And so I honestly think, although this was a very strong resistance, clearly we've broken through this. Well, we get a small poll back at some point sure but i think it's more likely that this this will likely continue up maybe not as strong parav- uh, parabolic as this uh but I do think because of this and what's going on with the economy, I do think that we are going to get a little bit of a divergence here with uh, in historical react- historical trends of it being an inverse correlation to Bitcoin because the strength of everything happening fundamentally in Bitcoin, at some point there's going to be a, a, an irreversible su- supply shock that is going to drive the market up. And I don't think that that's going to directly relate to the, the Dixie following, but this is something that we very, very much need to uh, think about I'm curious what uh, t Shrim thinks about this and how this is going to interact with the markets.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I haven't spent a lot of time looking into the Dixie. I think it's really interesting. And it, obviously, when you see something break through a resistance like that, it's it's very important to, to kind of get your head around it and understand how that's going to affect the rest of the market. But uh, I would like to see that, you know, kind of confirm and flip that resistance to support before I, I start to make any moves based on uh, that breakout. But um, yeah, no, I, I don't really have much to add other than that, Kelly. It's, it's a really good uh, really good observation. Good deal. Well, let's go ahead and read a couple super chats. I think we have one, maybe two. We've also got a couple of new members
2: who are actually people just re-signing up for the membership. Not quite sure what happened there, but T-Shrim, do
1: you have those, uh, those super chats logged over there? Yeah, I've got a couple of super chats over here. Uh, we've got Two people who have uh, joined as uh, jebi younglings and a Jedi knight. So our first is a Jedi youngling, Wind Peoples. Welcome back, Wind Peoples. So welcome on board there, and Grand Roofing Incorporated. Grand welcome Roofing to the Jedi knight. Welcome back. Both of them had their memberships canceled somehow.
2: I don't know what happened with that, but they're both back. So welcome back. We am, we are glad you're back.
1: <laughs> yep. And then we got M Wines so uh donated five dollars thoughts on zrx seems like they are the protocol for coinbase's nft market uh i'm not familiar with it but kelly do you have any thoughts on that
0: oh wait what was the coin? Z R X? zrx uh no i no no thoughts on it i didn't, yeah. haven't even kind of looked at
2: it i've 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 seen it on coin market zero
1: uh but i don't know a whole yeah. lot about it do you teach room it's in the top 100 it's 96 yeah yeah which is you know that's that's a good thing um, in, in, I don't know much about it, but, uh, I'm, I'm actually doing a lot more research on NFTs as we speak. So that's, that's pretty good. Uh, and I'll, I'll be learning more about it and I'll look into this for sure. But, you know, it's, it's chart doesn't look too bad. It looks like it's had a really big run up and then kind of corrected maybe, maybe back on the upswing. So something to look into perhaps if you've got a little moon bag that's getting hot in your pocket.
0: Oh, yeah, it does say coin, Coinbase partners with uh, Ox, which is ZRX, to power their new social uh, marketplace for NFT. So, uh, I mean, that's obviously a big fundamental development for for the for the project. But, yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not deeply aware of it. I've been my head's been so deep in Club DeFi in the last two, three months.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's a lot of work going on
1: over there. We got one more super chat before we move on here from Latour. Latour says, uh, after donating $10, I am a New York based BTC miner with ASICs in Russia that has recently been forced to liquidate due to U.S. sanctions on mining. After consideration, Texas is the only place I will mine. New York doesn't get it.
2: New York doesn't get it. New York's in the middle of trying to run every single business out of their state, and they're doing a pretty good job because most of the billionaires are leaving, and a lot of the headquarters are moving to other places as well, like Florida and Texas, because they don't have state income taxes, and they're also also not run by people that want to meddle in every single facet of the way your company runs and make it impossible for you to run a profitable business. Sorry, Kelly, don't mean to knock your state, but you're originally from Texas, so you probably agree with me. I don't know. That's up to you. What do you think? I, I,
0: I definitely agree. You know, one of the saddest things that I found out, and I forget which documentary or movie I watched on Bitcoin about two years ago, and it's it's... But it's so sad, like with the the, the corruption, you know, in government and uh, the regulations, you know, there's something here that uh, the reason why, like, Francis, I can't even buy Cartesi, which is available on Coinbase because it's not allowed in this region. There, uh, I had a Nexo account uh, that I was using for a year and a half, had to close it by uh, in March of this year because that, you know, is completely outlawed. But in order to run uh whether it be exchanges or meet certain regulations within Coinbase, you have, something, you have to have something called a bit license. And the craziest thing about that is the person that was responsible for uh, instituting and, and writing the legislation around the bit license and all that basically put all this in place. And then as soon as he put it in place, to, that made it nearly impossible for any any exchange or most coins uh, to, to operate and, you know, be sold and utilized here uh, in services as well. As soon as that was all put in place, he left his position in government and then basically started a joined a crypto company uh, because he was able to navigate all, all the regulations. So wow. it's, it's such, it's such a backwards. That's ridiculous. And it's, it, and it's funny because, you know, the, the saddest thing about it is crypto unquestionably is the next stage of development and evolution and not only uh, society, but also our, uh, you know, economy and especially New York being one of the financial, if not the financial capital of the world, it's quite shocking to me that they're so uh, behind on uh, integrating and you know becoming involved in supporting uh crypto development and being a part of that and being a bastion of it like uh, cities like miami and now uh, t- you know a lot of texas uh you know and i think we're going to be going into a story here in a second with uh, fort worth now uh, uh you know having Bitcoin mines and stuff like that, but it's like it's just sad that New York is so behind the game on this Uh, in America in general uh, just rather than than, uh, supporting this and integrating these technologies and having them develop and us having a deep hand uh, in a part of that, you know, we're basically alienating it and and basically losing, I don't want to say market share but uh, we're losing our ability to have a, you know, uh, wide-scale, long-term term early participation in these uh, developments
2: but kelly you guys have really really tall really thin 200 million dollar apartments over by time oh, time square over by central park now shouldn't that make up for all of it even though most of them are not being sold and they're being traded around like hot potatoes between billionaires who don't want to collect baseball cards they want to collect apartments on park avenue it it doesn't that make up for it though Right, it's no? back. It's back. It's backwards. It's yeah. Backwards. Hopefully,
0: hopefully, hopefully, it'll it'll come due. But uh, we can we'll dive into that a little more yeah. when we go into the stories here in a sec.
2: Shane Hansen said, "Could imagine Lowell Kelly's arm gets yanked down. He flops out of the chair. Tail flings on screen, <laughs> and screaming. That was funny. <laughs> oh, did we just lose Kelly? No, I'm joking. We're good. All right. Well, let's go ahead and introduce this story. T. Shroom, can you kick us off? What's going on here? New York State Assembly to halt non-renewable proof of work mining for two years.
1: And intro it for us. Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's complicated, right? It, there's some th- there's there's clearly some uh, environmentalist types kind of pushing pushing this forward. This is coming out of the New York State Assembly. They've passed a bill to impose a two year moratorium on fossil fuel based mining. And uh, Jeb astutely, uh, sh- uh, while we were reading this, he pointed out that it's it's to it, the moratorium will be on expansion. So if you're thinking of expanding. Uh, your mining business in New York, Mm. you're going to want to look at these regulations and see how they may affect your business. But... Uh, it hasn't passed the Senate there in New York yet. The Democratic Senate will have to pass this bill that was passed by the New York State Assembly. Uh, And this bill really targets, again, the expansion of businesses that do not derive their energy from renewable resources. So that would be fossil fuels, coal, uh, gasoline, petroleum-based products. Um, They need to be deriving their uh, power from solar and wind. Now, you know, that's... That's honestly, it's not a bad thing for the for the long term for renewables to be the main source of energy for everything. Um, But right now, uh, as many, many uh, media outlets are pointing out, you know, we can't just hit the brakes on fossil fuels and flip over to solar and uh, wind. I'm sure this isn't the first time you're hearing this argument. Um, And we just can't do it. It just can't happen. It's, It's not in the cards. If you're looking at what's going on in in Russia and Ukraine and how. That, uh, ten- that conflict, is, more than a conflict, that war is affecting uh, what Germany's looking and having to do with oil. You know, you can see that energy is still extremely important and uh, gasoline is meeting those those needs uh, around the world for energy. So, uh, but back in New York, you know, they're, they're really, they're trying to they're trying to uh, deal with this tension of folks wanting to go green, but but also uh, the realities of the economy still very much is dependent on gasoline and uh, and coal, and so. You know, we're trying as a as a as a country and as a state, New York is trying to we all are trying to move towards renewables, but they're just going too fast. They're really and they're putting too much pressure on the wrong industries, because uh, as we know, Bitcoin is actually one of the most sustainable industries now that there is. Uh, Kelly, help me out with this. Is it 65 percent? 64,
0: yeah, 64% based on the article I read yesterday. Yeah, Bitcoin is one of the most sustainable industries, not not just anything. It's like literally one of the most sustainable industries in the world now based on, uh, and a lot of it has to do with uh, having moved from China, which China had a, a lot dirtier energy uses that they were uh, u- utilizing to do the the mining. And um, I think that's a big part of it, but yeah, we're at 64%, at least 64% of the energy use in mining globally is now drawn from sustainable uh, energy practices.
1: Yeah, and that's that gets two thumbs up for me. I like to see that, um, you know, as we already talked about, you know, the, the world can't just flip that switch like the, like the Bitcoin community and the Bitcoin uh, industry can. Um, but 64%, you know, that's that's extremely good. It wasn't always like that. You know, folks were comparing the energy requirements for Bitcoin to the entire nation of Chile's I- in energy requirement. First of all, that was based on flawed data, but it also didn't uh, take into consideration that Bitcoin would become uh, more dependent on renewable energies as it now has, 64%. So uh, is New York getting it wrong here? I think there They're probably way ahead of their time in with this kind of thinking, and not in a good way. They're like way too early, and this is ultimately going to be a detriment to New York that should be investing in this industry and in and helping um, provide um, you know loans and maybe even uh, subsidize, although that's that's usually not a good thing. uh, This industry and help it to flourish, but instead it's it's not, and it's taking cues from folks who are are not level-headed enough, and, well, to the victor goes to spoils, which is the yep. next story, which is in Fort, Fort Worth, is going the opposite direction, right? So uh, we'll cover that story uh, here pretty shortly. Did you want me to read that into? Or
2: yeah, well, you? let's just send it to Kelly for one last thought on that because, Kelly, you know, you've lived in New York City for how many years? It's over a decade, right? You've lived there since, oh, uh, eight? Four, 14 years, yeah. 14 years, okay. So about 14 years, that would have put you, well, that would have been 2008, right around the time you moved there. yeah. So you obviously are boot, have boots on the ground up there. You are much more familiar with the state than either one of us are going to be. Do you think that there are any ul- ulterior motives here? Because the thing that New York City is doing is is driving away a lot of its financial prospects for the future because crypto is going to be a $100 trillion industry. I think we all agree on that. And if New York doesn't keep up with the times, they're going to get left behind like the New York Times. That was, mm, okay, well, we didn't make that one work. That one, we tried. Okay. Well, nice I offer.
0: think I think, in all honesty, I think what it boils down to is uh, <laughs> is ignorance. You know, it boils down to not only channels like ours, but uh, but people just in general being, uh, you know, a missionary for Bitcoin. All of us need to be speaking positively about it, not just talking about what you can gain, but actually the positive, not only community but global impact of of what Bitcoin does. You know, and the, the truth of the matter is, the financial industry, for for lack of a better way to describe it has been run historically by, you know, older talking heads that are rooted in how things have been. And the problem with that, as it relates to Bitcoin, is Bitcoin has nothing to do with how things have been. It's going to be it's how things will be. Right. And so when when they're trying to put these regulations on green energy, it makes sense. It's 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 okay way to think about it. However, what they're missing is I think they're they're getting pushed to the they're getting pushed along with this idea that Bitcoin is something that's detrimental to the environment based on old information uh, and fear-mongering, right? And so even from people like uh, Brad Garlinghouse talk, trying to add new coding to Bitcoin to make it more sustainable, and it's it's just ir- irrelevant because the truth of the matter is it actually becomes more profitable for Bitcoin, uh, for Bitcoin miners to harness renewable energy because it uh, statistically costs them less money and will drive their profit margin. So in all reality, despite whatever regulations there are, the fact that green uh, renewable energy Energy, uh, will support their profit margins it's a it's basically a, a, a positive reinforcing cyclical loop that will drive things to be yep. more green in the That's long run right. so it's not something that needs to be regulated in at all and I, I shared on my Twitter yesterday the whole story that that i was talking about and i'll uh, i'll pull it up here on my screen just, just so you so you can see this graph uh but the essentially bitcoin currently is uh this is all the power in the world used and i don't know if you can see this green line at all this is how much is used by bitcoin mining 247 terawatt hours okay not only is this uh minuscule on the global scale but also uh 64 64.6 percent electricity is with sustainable power mix so we um, among all the other countries in the world this is how much more uh bitcoin th- this is how much more the this is how much more sustainable bitcoin mining is compared to all the these other nations in the world uh not only not only that cons- considering like the construction and finance and insurance sectors consume around nine thousand terawatts of of, of energy a- aviation uses 4 terawatts of uh energy military industrial complex seven thousand. why is bitcoin even in this conversation when it's only a small percentage like a minuscule percentage of what these other industries use so i think it's it's a uh, you know it's a uh, it's a it's a shark in sheep's clothing sort of thing. You know, it's where they're trying to make something out of nothing. I think it's just a, there's other actors at play that they're trying to suppress this by other means because it's threatening industries because they don't realize that this isn't something that's really threatening in the, any industry. What really needs to happen is people need to realize this uh, development, this evolution in our society and in our economy and in our ability with Bitcoin and blockchain and uh, crypto crypto assets as the whole, can revolutionize every single industry out there if they don't oppose it, but rather
2: integrate it. That's why I've been saying ever since I was in high school and I'd get into political debates all the time. I am all for green energy. I want that to be the case because I don't want to destroy the earth any more than anybody else does. But the way that you get it to come about is by making it profitable in the capitalistic free market to use green energy over dirty energy. And as soon as you do that, The moment you do that, you hit an inflection point, and it'll all work itself out. That's what's going on in mining. It's cheaper to mine with renewables than it is to connect into the power grid and to use a bunch of dirty energy that's on the grid. Because of that, it's profitable, and they move in the direction of renewables because they want to make more money. As soon as you make it profitable, it's going to work itself out. I even saw an
0: article talking about Exxon. I I don't know if you guys remember this about a month or two ago. They're now using the the burn off that basically is just wasted energy. They're using that now to to mine Bitcoin. And I saw an article about how irresponsible Exxon was for mining because it's detrimental to the environment. It's like, are you kidding me? They're, They're using something that's already basically just wasted to transact it into something that's storable. And it's not using any energy at all except for stuff that's already been created.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's a witch hunt, and uh, people are trying to put it on Bitcoin and crypto. Th- this is another thing I've been saying for a long time. You're going to see crypto get ridiculously political. The whole flare gas debate with Exxon is a good example. People want to bring politics into Bitcoin, and Bitcoin is turning into a political issue, just so you know. I can virtually guarantee you at the next presidential debates, if they even have ones, um, that cryptocurrency is going to be at least one of the questions. I It's just – it's – the, Bitcoin is turning into its own political party. It really is. It's turning into its own political movement around the world. And somebody said earlier, if you want to get reelected, don't hit, knock on Bitcoin. I don't know if that's true, although I like where, I like the thought, uh, because a lot of these politicians are wanting to knock on Bitcoin, I think, just because they think it's popular and because they know that their constituency doesn't understand Bitcoin. So if they attack Bitcoin, then they look like they're leading a populist charge against this newfangled, dangerous energy-using thing on the Internet and try to get elected that way. There's, It's just... It's a bit of a mess, is what it is. But T-Shroom, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. And also, let's
1: keep moving here and talk about Texas. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm dropping a link right now to the Why Bitcoin episode on yes. climate and energy: That's what uh, I was why say. Bitcoin is better for the environment than the US dollar. It is an amazing video that we put out um, yep. earlier in the year, and you're gonna love it. Go check it yes, out. It's a great uh, video. Save that. Save that link and, and save it for later um, when you're on your lunch break, perhaps. But yeah, I mean, my thoughts overall are we are moving in the right direction as as a miners. They're they're moving. You know, at 64% uh, on renewable energy, not just because they're you know rah rah you know. In environmentalists, it's because they are actually motivated by profit to do that. Now, I think that you should move to renew- renewables w- without the uh, profit motive. You should you should look into that for yourself. But, um, you know, the profit motives, it's undeniable.
2: It's the most powerful motive that you'll have in a
1: free market yeah. by a landslide. <laughs> So in uh, Texas, Fort Worth, they have become the first city that mines Bitcoin. So Texas is <laughs> is uh, going in the opposite direction. Uh, uh, Mayor uh, Mati Parker holds a uh, cautious, optimistic attitude toward the latest move into the cryptocurrency industry, as she claims that Fort Worth will. Only decide whether to invest real cash for the mine after an assessment occurring in six months. So they're they're going carefully into this. Uh, but I, I do believe that their their mines are operational. They were gifted uh, three ASICs mines from um, the Texas uh, Bitcoin Council, and you know that's that's pretty cool. It's not a big operation, but it's a significant operation. It's an operation that uh, people in uh, even the U.S. State Department have been kind of watching for, because this is the first U.S. governmental organization that is is mining a currency other than the U.S. dollar. Uh, No one was mining the U.S. dollar, but this is the first time that that this type this type of thing is taking place. And there's a lot of interesting implications. um, And and we'll definitely be be uh, keeping a close look on this. Uh, Kelly, Kelly, what were your thoughts on this story?
0: I mean, I, I think it's incredibly bullish. Uh, I think it's going to be, you know, one of the first in many thousands of dominoes that, that sort of start to fall. And, you know, the in- interesting thing about all this is that Texas has been an energy state, uh, since they struck oil there. Uh, and I think, I think, uh, I want to throw it to Jeb here and, and cause he had a great, great, if you haven't seen it yet, you have to watch it. Jeb had a great interview with Michael Saylor yeah. uh, about a month or two ago. And one of the things that I think people miss about, uh, Mining Bitcoin is that when you when you basically mine Bitcoin, you're using energy to then capture it and store it as a transactable value that is indefinite. It it's, it, it stays in perpetuity. It just yeah. it's it's always there. And the interesting thing about it is once it's tra- once you uh, put that energy into the stored value of Bitcoin, whether it's on a flash drive or in a wallet, you can use that then to buy other energy, whether it's oil or electricity or a coffee or uh, just send it to pay a debt, but that doesn't mean that it's burned and it's gone. Once you get the thing you traded it for, the other person still has that Bitcoin, as stored energy that they can, and then the next time it's traded, same thing. It's still stored, it's still usable. So I I think that's the biggest misconception about this. It's not like when you mine oil, and then once you burn the oil, the oil's gone, you have to go mine more oil. Uh, And the the other side of this thing is Bitcoin's only going to be mined for, I think it's another 139 or 140 years before all Bitcoin is mined. 18, so there'd 2140. The, yeah. Yeah, there's only there's only there's sort of a a, not a deadline, but there's an end date on that mining. There's still going to be uh, sort of transacted, transactable, uh, you know, confirmation sort of uh, energy used to, you know, secure the network. But at the end of the day, I think it's it's such a silly argument that we're in, because this is something that uh, is not something that's going to if anything, it's going to it's going to drive innovation in green energy. So I think people people should uh, spend more time uh, looking at. how to adopt it so they can drive that you know it's a monetary reason to drive green energy you know regardless of whether or not you believe in global warming or not uh it's 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 a no-brainer for me it's it's silly that this argument is even on the table
2: yeah the other for the for the one other physics nerd in the in the chat the bitcoin is, as Michael Saylor and I discussed on our interview, the first thermodynamically sound superconducting digital system in the history of mankind. And what that means is that you can frictionlessly transact Bitcoin anywhere in the world nearly instantaneously for virtually zero in fees. That's what the superconducting aspect means. If you're superconducting, normally that takes place in a uh, a conductor that is supercooled down to one degree above absolute zero, and then that allows the electrons in the conductor to pass with very little friction because electron, electricity, if you didn't know, actually has uh it actually has friction and resistance, is measured in ohms, if I remember correctly. Um, So a superconductor has ridiculously low resistance, meaning that there is very high conductivity. That's why it's called a superconducting system, because the electrons and the electricity are able to pass through very, very, very easily. So Bitcoin is a very similar concept. It's superconducting in that you can send transactions anywhere for virtually nothing, for virtually instantly, uh, especially with layer twos like Lightning Network coming online soon. Thermodynamically sound basically refers to to the second law of thermodynamics, which states that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. It can only move around so every system has this property of thermodynamics in it, uh, in in the physical reality, which means that it will leak energy over time. If I leave this computer here for a hundred years, the battery will slowly but surely leak out the energy and the battery will go dead. And then when I come back and try to turn it on, let's just say for some reason, the computer would still be working in a hundred years. I come back to turn it on the battery's probably gonna be dead because it's leaking energy as it goes. Same thing with, you know, uh, if you have a water tower that has a little leak in the bottom of it, slowly leaking that energy, the stored wa- the water in the form of potential energy. So, Bitcoin is thermodynamically sound in that it doesn't leak energy. Bitcoin is a form of digital energy. So, that's why it's so valuable. What mining does, this is a huge misconception in the cryptocurrency space. Mining is not what creates the value of the U.S. dollar. Mining is what supports the architecture of Bitcoin that stores the value that we put in from elsewhere. Bitcoin is not a valuable commodity. It is a container that stores value in the form of monetary energy. We put monetary energy in from US dollars or from euros or from pounds or from Litecoin or from Ethereum. We put that monetary energy into Bitcoin and what mining does is it secures the network. So basically, if you have a water tower, the water tower is not water. It does not have the value of water but what it is is infrastructure that stores the water. It is not the energy Itself, but without it, the energy would not be able to be properly utilized. That's what Bitcoin is. It's the water tower. What the mining does, the mining is in the analogy basically the worker that comes along and repairs the water tower and makes sure that the thing is kept up and maintained so that it doesn't start leaking water or so that it doesn't let water go when it shouldn't. It basically maintains the system. For example, the interstate highway system in the United States cost a quarter of a trillion dollars to build over the course of 40 years. It is not valuable in its own right, it is valuable because it is utilized. It is valuable because of all the cars and vehicles that transfer, that, that move people, cargo, resources, and energy on those roads. What Bitcoin mining is in that analogy are the road crews that maintain the interstate highway system in the United States to make sure that the system continues to work, but the system only has value because people are using it. If nobody used Bitcoin, then it, it would have zero value and it would be worth nothing. But the reason that it is worth $40,000 a coin is because so many people have come together and realized, wait a second, this infrastructure thing, Bitcoin here, is one of the most secure, not the one of the most secure, it is the most secure, most superconducting, most thermodynamically sound digital systems that have ever been created in human history. And that's why it has value. Bitcoin mining does not create Bitcoin's value. However, it does create the security and it does maintain the system that stores the value that we put into it. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Ooh, beans. Well, let's see. We also have a story here on Bitcoin mining difficulty. Speaking of mining, T-Shroom, what is your opinion on
1: the Bitcoin mining story that we have here? Yeah, so the, the difficulty is is going up, right? And it's going up soon. Uh, Kelly was actually the one that, that uh, brought this story uh, to my attention. So I'd kick it to him. But uh, first of all, Bitcoin mining difficulty to hit all time high soon. Uh, what does it mean? Um, Bitcoin mining difficulty increases on the Bitcoin network as per data by Bitcoin. Bitcoin.com, the Bitcoin mining hash rate is continuing to push record high as demand for Bitcoin increases. However, the hash rate had fluctuated massively in the last two weeks as the price witnessed massive fluctuations to amid whale accumulations. After a drop in Bitcoin mining difficulty by 1.26% at block height 731,808, the Bitcoin network is expected to witness an increase in Bitcoin's mining difficulty by by four point five one percent on april 28th hence it will effectively decrease bitcoin's mining rewards for miners currently the mining reward stands at six dollars and 25 cents bitcoin so uh you know things are things are uh, heating up in the bitcoin mining world that, i think they're getting more difficult that
2: i don't know why that article has a typo and it. it it stands at 6.25 bitcoin not six dollars and 25 cents bitcoin i'm not sure why they put a dollar sign there right now the mining yeah. reward is 6.25 after the next halving it'll be 3.125 yeah. before it was 12.12 12 and a half and then before that was 25 before that was 50 and that's where it started that's really funny
0: well it's essentially here the reason why this is important is because miners they make their livelihood on you know Securing the network, but also they make a lot less money when, when uh, depending on what's happening with if if the if the price is going below, uh, you know where they got rewards, then they start they they could potentially capitulate. the 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 biggest in sell that means to take profits. The biggest difference here, though, is that in the last year and a half, the large majority, uh, if I mean I'm talking large, like over ninety percent of the largest miners, like the the top ten, are are all publicly traded now and it's in their interest not to capitulate and they're securing funding not from selling bitcoin but from uh you know various uh investment uh, investors vcs uh you know people buying stocks in their company uh, and so they don't need to capitulate any longer but if we look at uh if we look at if we're looking at the hash rate and the difficulty that's showing that there's a lot of miners that are still thinking that they're you know they're not turning off their miners yet meaning they, they're not thinking that the price is going to capitulate much further down. And when we look at uh, some on-chain metrics here, uh, this is an interesting metric that not a lot of people look at, but it gives you a good indication of what's going on with the market. This is the uh, uh, the, the Bitcoin market cap to thermo cap ratio. And essentially, you can see right here, the market cap to thermo cap ratio is simply defined as a market cap divided by the thermo cap and can be used to assess if the asset's price is currently trading at a premium with respect to the total security spend by the monitor. So when we're, when we're down in this level right here, that's showing basically a, a lot of times uh, the bottom side of the market, you know, when, we, when you have a lot of upside, asymmetrical upside versus downside risk. And we're not in this green box, but we're very, very low. And even here, this is one of the reasons why a lot of people don't, never thought that this was going to be the top of this bull cycle because we got a very measly sort of read, very low read on this, on this top, on this oscillator, in this metric. Now, if we look over here at the difficulty, the difficulty is you know this is where the this is when china shut off their miners and so a lot of there was a lot less miners meaning that there was a lot less competition amongst miners to compete to to secure those transactions and get the mining rewards but this is not only recovered v-shaped recovery but we've far surpassed what this previous all-time high was and we're still basically going up in this region now excuse me i'm not sure why i have a cough today Now, if we look at the hash rate, uh, this also, this, 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 (laughs) uh, this oh is still gosh. showing that we're we're still going up. That there's still more and more miners coming online, competing the transactability, It's showing that there's more demand um, uh, competition amongst the miners, uh, which is actually speaking to the health of the market and the health of the level that we're at right now, not showing that uh, miners are looking to capitulate, not showing that there's any sort of indication in the smartest minds in Bitcoin uh, that that. Uh, I don't see that we're going into a sustained bear market from here based on just this metric, but rather we very well still could have a small capitulation to the downside. But I still think that we're going to be going up from here uh, at some point here in the next month or two.
2: Good deal. Well, let's go ahead and read some Super Chats and then we're
1: going to wrap it out. Yeah. Okay. Super Chats. Uh, We've got a couple here. Um, I I just I I, Elliot Locke is here. Just a second the document is uh, loading again i was looking around for uh right so uh latore donated ten dollars i am uh we already read that one mark mike markle um donated ten dollars said i i just want to remind everyone here how great of a job they are doing i am proud of you all for focusing on your growth and building your knowledge you are killing it and i hope you have a great week.
2: thank you mike we appreciate that
1: thank you so much Mike, and thank you for hooking me up with that uh, Cardano handle. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, Tom Wilkes donated $20. My ridiculous thought of the day. What if Elon, who probably still owns bags of Doge, decides to take Sailor's advice, except he decides to use Doge for orange check verification, not BTC? Doge price goes nuts. Uh, Elon is crazy enough to do that. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we, we speculated on that in our video from yesterday, I believe. That uh, because and that was why Doge went up twenty percent. I uh, that that was that was our speculation. The Doge um, so it's it's possible. It's also possible that he would get um, Cardano, uh, Binance, Avalanche, and you know another blockchain that's been doing really well to to underpin those those verification systems. Kelly, it sounded like you had something you wanted to add. What, what's going on?
0: Well, I mean, I, I can't see that he would use any one of those as a standalone uh, option. I think that if if they were to do it, which I think they absolutely should, um, I think I think it would be multi multi payment option, whether it be various uh, fiat as, uh, amongst probably a small basket of crypto options as well. Uh, so, I mean, that's how I see it playing out. I don't. I think they would want to make it as easily as easily access and and doable as possible, uh, so they can get the most people verified. And, and make sure that they can uh, eliminate as many bots as possible. In, in order yeah. to do that, they'd have to have many different uh, payment options. They'd
2: have to have, to have a ton of different payment options because the idea would be if you, you don't get like notifications or DMs or the ability to respond to people or tweet unless you do payment verification. So you'd have to have payments accepted in pretty much every single currency. So that probably would take place. Most fiat currencies would probably have to be enabled and you would also have, well, it'd just be like any other payment processor. If you want to pay for Netflix, then they have, you know, whatever currency you want to pay in. They're probably going to try and let you pay in it. Uh, We do have one more here from Elliot Locke. was a question from Lane Hughes, which caught my eye. Elliot, uh, Elliot, Elon bought and is improving Twitter. What would be the ramifications if he added Bitcoin to their balance sheet like he did Tesla? Coffee on me. Smiley face. Well, I think that it'd it'd be very bullish. Yes, it would be very bullish. And I don't know how much cash on hand Twitter has, but frankly, probably not a crazy amount. The thing with Twitter is that eight of the last 10 years, they have failed to turn a profit it's actually not a very financially sound company Elon certainly did not buy it for the financials but that might be the reason that he buys Bitcoin with uh, with Twitter so that some of their assets actually start doing something for them and uh, and uh, it might help their balance sheet because they are consistently losing money Kelly what do you think about that and then we're gonna have to wrap it up. no
0: I mean I completely agree I saw I saw a metric yesterday showing the growth of various uh, there's about 14 different stocks uh, as compared to Bitcoin in the last seven years and i as i and apparently twitter is has a zero percent increase uh in seven years so whether or not of course it could have gone up and come back down uh but uh yeah they're not definitely they're definitely not hugely profitable which is surprising because they have a lot of ads uh and and such within their within their uh within their within their business uh so i'm surprised that they're not more profitable than they are because they have over 300 million users um but yeah i mean if they added if they added bitcoin to their balance sheet that would be incredibly uh bullish but i can't see them if if elon's the one at the helm i can't see them buying bitcoin and not buying uh at least one other cryptocurrency whether it be doge or uh ethereum or whatever um but that that's yet to be seen. I think it's going to take a few months for this transat, uh, transfer of power and transfer of uh, you know uh, whoever's at the helm to to take effect. And then after that, it's still going to take a few months before any new things are implemented to to be changed within the organization
2: yes indeed well guys we're a couple minutes over but we started a couple minutes late so that is okay if you enjoyed today's show make sure to hit that like button subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and make sure to follow us on our all of our social media at crypto jeb and at crypto jeb official over on TikTok. make sure to check out club DeFi. It is in closed beta but when that thing goes fully live oh my gosh you're gonna want to see it if you're in ct2a and you're a ct2a alumni you can actually get in right now check your email or email us support at jebcom and if you're a member if you're part of the first 200 people that signed up for the closed beta a few weeks ago, then you have an email sitting in your inbox with the email you signed up with right now, giving you instructions on how to get into Club DeFi. Make sure to check the account page to link a Discord Discord to it so that I can meet you guys in the Discord. And I look forward to seeing that grow to tens of thousands of students learning all about crypto. Before we go though, guys, I do just first wanna thank each and every single last one of you for watching as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Oh, I got a real good We hope
1: you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto podcast. Tune in every day at 9 30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at Crypto Jeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at Mac Media.